0: Today, we're going to continue reading from the Word of God. We'll be reading today from the book of Acts, chapter 1. We're continuing to look at the events of Jesus' life surrounding the resurrection, and what we're going to read today describes some events that happened several weeks after the resurrection of the Lord. The book of Acts is actually a sequel. The Gospel, according to St. Luke, is the first the first uh, uh, writing that we have of his, and then he wrote a sequel, and you'll be able to tell that in the words that begin this reading. So let us read together from the the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. And the scripture says, In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instruction through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many, many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days And spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking up into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James, they all joined together constantly in prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. So there we have the story of the ascension of Jesus Christ. In this story, more than once, the kingdom of God is mentioned the kingdom of god as you know as we have worked through the scriptures the scripture through through the month the the month and a little bit more of lent and then the scriptures we have read following the celebration of the resurrection of jesus at easter we have seen that the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of god is a recurring theme and jesus said that the reason that he came was to bring to usher in the kingdom of God. So it's a recurring theme of his ministry. Ever since he started preaching, he began by saying to the people, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. And again, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. So if we were to start at the beginning of Luke's writing, back in Luke chapter 1, verse 1, we would see that even from the very beginning of the story, when the angel is coming to tell Zacharias that he and his wife Elizabeth are going to have a son who's going to be the forerunner of the king of the kingdom of heaven, the Messiah, the one who announces that he is coming, from that beginning all the way up, to this point in at the beginning of the sequel he has been saying the kingdom of heaven is arriving the kingdom of heaven is in your midst the kingdom of heaven is near and this story of the ascension which does sound in some ways a little bit strange to us it has a very important place an important role to play in the arrival of the kingdom. And so we're going to look at that today. He also talked about the coming of the Holy Spirit next Sunday's Pentecost. And we are going to celebrate God pouring out his spirit upon humanity on that day. John, the forerunner, before Jesus began to preach, spoke of the coming of the kingdom. These are the words from the third chapter of the gospel according to Luke. The people were waiting expectantly and all were wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah, the Christ, the king of the kingdom of heaven. John answered them all. I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And over and over throughout his story, the story of Jesus that Luke has told, the kingdom and the coming of the Spirit is emphasized bef- because the coming of the Spirit is a very important part of the arrival of the kingdom. So here, Jesus is saying, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit and the disciples and Jesus, they're, they're sitting together, they're talking together, and someone says, yeah, but Jesus, remember the kingdom of God. What about it? When's it going to happen? Has the time come? Are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel, which is the way many of the Jewish people viewed the coming of the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus answer was not to give them a time, but instead he said, the Father knows. That's Jesus' answer to many of our questions today. The Father knows. Trust him. Well, and immediately after that, Luke tells us about the ascension of Jesus Christ. I've got a couple of photographs that I want you to see today. The first one is a view of the Mount of Olives where this scripture we read says that the ascension took place, the departure of Jesus took place. This is a picture that's taken from the Temple Mount, from uh, the place, actually the place on the Temple Mount where the temple stood, across the valley to the Mount of Olives, right next to the city of Jerusalem. This second photograph that we have is a photograph of a monument where the Ascension is commemorated and where you can, if you are in the Holy Land today, visit. I want you to understand that the Ascension story is not just a story about why we don't see Jesus walking around here on earth anymore. If he was walking around in the days after the resurrection, why isn't he here anymore? That's not the point of this story. There is a much more significant point that is connected to the arrival of the kingdom. The story that we read says a cloud hid him from their eyes. Many first century Jews living in the Holy Land, when they would have heard this story, or if they had been there with the disciples and experienced this cloud coming and swallowing up Jesus and hiding him from their eyes, they would have thought, they would have been reminded of a prophecy that is recorded in the prophet Daniel in the Old Testament. Now you might say, well, what on earth could that possibly be? Because when most of us think of Daniel, we might think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or we might think of Daniel in the lion's den, or one of the other stories that are in the first part of the book of Daniel. But the last half of the book, is a book of prophecy. And the prophecies of that book were, were well known and were much discussed among many of the Jewish people of Jesus' day. The prophecies in the book of Daniel were used by many to, to support their political views their opposition to the Romans, their expectation that God was going to act soon, very, very soon, like in the next few weeks, months, or years, to liberate the people from the Romans, the Roman invaders who ruled their land and establish the rule of the people of Israel over the earth. So that explains this question the disciples, some of them asked anyway. Has the time come? Are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel now? Daniel's prophecy is about the Son of Man being received into God's throne room. His throne room in heaven going to the throne room of heaven where he is presented and where he is recognized as the sovereign, where he is indeed installed as the king of the kingdom of God, sharing the Father's throne. So here's the prophecy. It comes from Daniel chapter 7, beginning at verse 9. Daniel says, As I looked, thrones were set in place, and the Ancient of Days, that's one of his names for God, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was as white as snow, and the hair of his head was white like wool. His throne was flaming with fire, and its wheels were all ablaze. A river of fire was flowing, coming out from before him. Thousands upon thousands attended him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated, and the books were opened. In my vision at night I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away. And his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. Daniel said, the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven. So what is the role of Of the ascension. Remember the story that's been unfolding, the things that have been happening since the beginning of Holy Week. Jesus, fulfilling the prophecy that is recorded in the Old Testament, comes as the King, representing the presence of God returning to Jerusalem on a donkey. And the people Hail him and receive him as the king of the kingdom of heaven. Then, a few days later, he gives his life on the cross as a ransom for us to take away the curse of death, which is the result of our rebellion against God and our turning away from the one who is the source and giver of life, our very existence. And then at the resurrection, he recreates mortal fallen humanity, making it immortal, restoring humanity to what was God's intention when he created us in the first place. And he says that all who believe and trust in him will likewise experience resurrection and immortal body. Now, for 40 days, he's been teaching the disciples. He's been helping them to understand more completely what was going on all of the time they were with him uh, through those three years when he taught the people, healed the sick, and did different miracles, trying to help people understand the truth about the kingdom of heaven. For the people did not understand. They had all kinds of ideas which did not match what was the plan of God. They had misunderstood the scriptures. So he is teaching them in those 40 days, Luke has told us, to help them understand the truth of the kingdom of heaven. And now he has been received on the clouds into the throne room of God where he is declared the sovereign of the kingdom of God. This is his coronation. This is the place where he is installed on the throne of heaven as the sovereign Lord and ruler of the universe. He reigns with authority, glory, and power. And so followers of Jesus live with confidence, not fear, because Jesus is the true sovereign. And Jesus says he has chosen to call us his friends and he will never leave us or forsake us. He will be with us and provide for us. So, this event of the ascension is actually an event of great celebration and rejoicing and worship. So what is an appropriate response to this event, this strange event in some ways, but this marvelous event that has occurred? Well first, as I said, confidence instead of fear. But look at what The followers of Jesus did their response. Prayer and worship. What does it mean that Jesus, the one who has been rejected, is now the sovereign ruler of the universe? What does it mean to you? What does it mean for your choices, your actions, your values. Paul said, every knee will bow and everyone will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. The word Lord means the sovereign ruler, the king, the king of the kingdom of heaven. So, prayer, worship, adoration. And the astonishing thing of the whole story is not he is some king high and lifted up, inaccessible, but he has chosen to be with us. And so we have great confidence and joy because He has welcomed us to Himself. There is another response that Luke gives. Back in verse 8, he said, you will be my witnesses. Many people that you know don't understand what has happened in the life of Jesus. They, don't, they might be able to recount some of the events, but they don't understand its significance. And they think of it as just some kind of religious story that it has something to do with spirituality, mysticism, maybe even has something to say about some psychological state. But they don't think it's especially concrete. They know, oh, well, that's the way you look at things. But what this story is telling us is the kingdom of God is not some mystical experience. The kingdom of God is a historical reality. And though it is still possible for people to ignore the king and act as though he is not there, the day is coming when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess Jesus is Lord. And for that we rejoice. Because he's not just another politician. He's not just another another dictator despot, arising on the scene. He is the one who calls us his friend, who loves us, who helps us, the one who is all-powerful. So why would we fear if the one who is all-powerful calls us his friend? Nothing can stand up to him. He has conquered Jesus Christ is Lord so let us worship let us bow before him submitting to him as our sovereign and let us in our world where there's much confusion fear destruction caused by sin, let us be faithful witnesses of the wonderful, glorious things that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the King of the universe, has done for us all. Let us pray. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we worship you. And we give thanks to you that you, you, instead of giving us what we deserve as rebels and traitors, you have done everything necessary to reconcile us to you. And you have welcomed us into your kingdom and you call us your friends. You bring us in close to you. So with hearts overflowing, with love and thanksgiving, we worship you. We pray that you would remind us often that we live in the kingdom, that we are citizens of the kingdom of God first in our lives. that regardless of what we face, you are with us and you are way more than enough to handle what comes. Increase our faith, increase our trust. And we ask that you would help us as we we interact with friends and family, with neighbors who do not know the truth, who have not recognized you as Sovereign and Lord. May we be able to be effective, faithful witnesses of your glory and power, Sovereign High King of Heaven. We ask this for your glory. Amen.